What's up? What's well, up, dude? Well, well. Hey, Happy yo. Tuesday. Zach What's is still up? locked in the basement somewhere. I don't know who you're talking about. I have never heard of this person. Yeah. At all. Ever. Never, ever, 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 ever. What's up, everybody? Happy Tuesday. It is September 22nd. Doesn't really matter. What is time? I sure as hell don't know. The 22nd. Gee whiz. I remember just a few days ago, it felt like I was paying rent. <laughs> but it must have been 22 days ago. Oh, God. Mm. Well, I guess I better get ready to pay rent again. <laughs> Welcome to Hypercast, y'all. Here's your moment. <laughs> I get paid Friday. Let me make sure that that is before the 30th. Heck yeah. I still got plenty of days to save for I think, rent. I think this month we got... Uh, did we get an extra week of pay this month technically? Because it's a longer did. month or yeah. something? No. No, never mind. No. Just kidding. Psych. Those Almost. are my favorite months. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is uh, It's going to be good. I'll get paid for rent. That's what this show is about now is I got to pay my rent on... Uh, okay, next Thursday. Yeah, I got time. Yeah, we'll figure this out. Yeah, Guys, welcome to Hypercast. <laughs> we're, uh, we're Adam and Lucas <laughs> together collectively. And uh, we got some stuff to talk about. We're just going to talk. That's what we do here is we talk. We talk about stuff that's going, you know, whatever we want to talk about, basically. Uh, and also what's going on on our channel, because that we're, we, are, we are a Twitch channel. <laughs> you know, some people might be streamers. I'm looking at the notes. We are a channel. <laughs> Tom Cruise is going to space. Duh. I don't know what I was going to type. Oh, here, let me finish it. Dark oh my God. crystal <laughs> crustal. Oh I, my I God. Dark crystal. Dark crystal canceled. There we go. Oh, Notes, Jesus. man. Now we got three topics. Uh, did you watch Dark Crystal at all? No. Me neither. <laughs> all right. Let's get rid of that topic. Nothing to say here. Dark Crystal on Netflix. A lot of people liked it. Got canned. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, we talk about our channel. See, a lot of people A lot of people are just a Twitch streamer, but we're a Twitch network. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. That's already. That's crazy. Uh, what do you mean, do I smell toast? I'm not having a stroke, guys. <laughs> Why was Dark Crystal canceled? I don't know. Google it. <laughs> Neither of us watch it or care. You know what's apparently. Actually, you, know what's, you know what's crazy though? It ended up winning an Emmy. Yeah, it won <laughs> an Emmy and got canned. <laughs> they, they and apparently, an, it was super good. Like yeah, everyone loved it. They literally won an Emmy, and the next day, this show's canceled. Then you're like, wild. Okay, it's kind of like when Rhythm and Hughes won the Oscar for visual effects for uh, Life of Pi, and a week later they filed for cha- uh, for for bankruptcy, basically. And you're like. Oh, okay. Shit. Yeah. That sucks. Um, What did I just see? <clears throat> About the sketch. I think my favorite thing, though, is when you noticed, I forget who it was uh, right before the show. <laughs> Can Tom Cruise stay in space? Yeah. Quasi said that. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and you were so like, excuse me? <laughs> yeah, I was rude. Like, okay, rude. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly spit my drink out. It was great. Yeah, Tom Cruise was here as our special guest, and he read the chat room, and, <laughs> and he, he was like, booked out. it out of here. Yeah. He was like, you know what? Screw this. He jumped. He that jumped. quasi guy's rude. <laughs> he jumped out of the studio across the freeway and left, so, yeah. you know. He did a backflip across the several lanes of traffic and hopped on a moving motorcycle, and he's mm. gone now um, through the power of Scientology. That's right. So, guys, what's up? We have a brand new show tonight. Uh, first of all, after this, we're going to be reading. We're going to do a script read on yes. uh, Second Draft. That's a fun show where you can um, you can watch us read a real script, uh, and you can change it as we go. We'll be reading Halloween, the new one. 2017? 20, uh, 2018. 2018. Yeah. Came out just in time for the 40th anniversary of the first Halloween movie. Yeah, so we'll be reading that script. You can mess with it. Uh, please don't change. There it is. Halloweener. Boom. Um, I'm going to change Jason into Freddy or something. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm actually excited to read this script because I know that the movie, like, sometime before it came out, they had reshot the whole ending. Oh, wow. And I think this script has that original, original? ending. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So I'm excited to see kind of like where this movie actually ended up. And I, I noticed that it has a lot of different character names and stuff like that. So we'll see how much of it stays and how much of it is a little bit uh, different than the uh, uh, movie. 
Uh, yeah, it's spooky season. Spooky season is upon us, so yeah. we're going to read Halloween. And these guys are not going to be here uh, when Halloween actually happens, yeah. so this is one of my last opportunities to get the script in. Who knows where we'll be when Halloween happens? I don't know. I honestly don't Ooh, know. What if we're in New Orleans? <clears throat> New Orleans. That could be fun. New Orleans. Uh, so also after that, we have um, a brand new show debuting tonight. Balboa Cantrip Academy, mm -hmm. uh, using the Kids on Broom system. So this is going to be an RPG show. It's a three-parter. Uh, GM'd, that is Game Master, Matt Acevedo, uh, and uh, fellow San Diego native Brendan Mylove will be on there. Uh, also, uh, who are the other players? I just had them. I got you, boo. Uh, Janelle Santa Cruz, um, mm -hmm. Omar Najam, and mm -hmm. was that for? Cynthia Marie. Cynthia Marie, yeah. So, yeah, that'll be a cool, <clears throat> cool time. Stick around for that. That's going to start at yeah. 7 Pacific. Uh, but that doesn't matter because you're going to be here the whole time. You're not going to leave. So you don't need to know when it when, when it starts. Exactly. Because you're not going to leave. Halloween was canceled. Uh, first of all, trick-or-treating was canceled. Yeah. Halloween is never canceled. You can't cancel Halloween. Can't cancel okay? Halloween. It's all right. It's a state of mind. It happens every 31st right. of October. I'm already thinking of things that I want to be doing on Halloween that doesn't involve having to leave my house. And I'm perfectly okay with that. Yep. Um, yeah, things including but not limited to watching Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> pumpkin uh, carving pumpkins, carving pumpkins, eating candy that I buy myself, <laughs> eating pumpkin pie. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, uh, watching spooky movies besides Halloween, of course. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, actually. There's like I think that's the thing too is there's so much fun stuff to watch during the season. Mm. Like yeah. Halloween is not like the only exclusive thing you have to watch. There's so much great horror out yeah. there that I think like a lot of like great indie stuff as well. Yeah. That I think everybody should just kind of like do a deep dive and like, what have I not seen before? So much good. We started watching The Haunting of Hill House. Uh -huh. We got about 15 minutes in and Emily told me to turn it off. Wait, was that your first time watching it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. you got to gotta finish it. Yeah, I've, so good. I've only seen, um, I've seen like pieces, but like I have no idea what episodes they were from. Because oh, um, Zach was watching it, it's good. But we got to the part. It's like the very beginning of the episode where the uh, girl seeing the neck snap lady, mm -hmm. and she like slowly moves in on her mm -hmm. uh, from above the bed. It was Man, terrifying. That neck snap lady is one of the best uh, horror reveals in the last episode. You got to keep watching. Oh, I swear, wow. it is so good. Yeah. Instead, I've been watching the Scream uh, TV show, which is fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for this new RPG. I know Matt's also very excited. Yeah, he's like, in the chat, and he's, he literally just said, I'm oh, excited for is. tonight. Oh, well, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, it'll be cool. A little bit of San Diego, a little bit of witchcraft and wizardry. Wizardry. Copyright, trademark. Yeah. 1999 or whenever the, that Harry Potter book came out. 98, I think. Oh, okay. Maybe 97. It's going to be 97. Yeah, so uh, it'll be fun. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a good time. Um, we downloaded a whole playlist of music and stuff, give it its own feel, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. uh, you made an overlay, and... Yeah, that's about as much time as we were able to devote to it. But I know Matt's been working on it. You know, and feel, he's also busy. But we we, yeah. we we do this. I feel very. I feel like really bad because I wanted. We've we've been like playing around with the overlays because we have this new branding. Yeah. So I'm like trying to think like, okay, I wanted to, the show to like have its own look, but I also wanted to you know tie into our branding a little bit. Yeah. And I'm finding that like, man, this is, this is not that Stuff. easy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it'll be a whole lot of fun. I can't wait. I can't wait to do that. I can't wait to do the script read. I had fun having Hector on last week. Mm -hmm. That that boy sure loves his action figures. Mm -hmm. Very much so. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so that's today. Tomorrow we're premiering a new Grim Dark Dawn uh, affiliated Warhammer series. It's going to be a Warhammer Wrath and Glory mm -hmm. tabletop RPG session. Another three-parter. Uh, so stick around for that. Um or tune in for that, uh, GM'd by Naeem Stewart. Uh, yep. His his first time in the GM chair. Yeah. So come in and support him. Let him know how much you love his storytelling. Or if you don't love his storytelling, don't say anything. Because, you know, just say just nice things. Him. Just say nice things. Or, like, if you if you don't have nice things to say, you don't have to. Yeah. You don't have to say anything. But anyway, tune in because I'm sure he's going to be great. And we're doing a new Spy Island tomorrow, too. Spy Island. Spy Island. Uh, yeah, we've got a bunch of cool guests. Um, 
including I think Matt's on that too. So Matt, Matt's a busy boy. Matt, thank you for helping us out this week. <laughs> Matt's <laughs> on, on literally everything. Three of our things. Yeah. Uh, Matt, Katie, Rich, uh, Neil, Gosh, uh, Ptolemy Slocum's coming back. Uh, a couple others. Um, Mika, Mika's gonna be there. Uh, so, yeah, be there, be there, or don't, but be there, obviously. <laughs> be there or don't, but please be there. Um, there was something else I was gonna bring up. Uh, oh, if people are wondering why all these like things that we're doing are so short, like why they're only three, four episodes, it's because these, you know, the the road trip is coming up we soon. We are about to embark on an RV adventure. Mm-hmm. Just now, when weeks. I say RV, I mean recreational vehicle. We're going to hop inside of a vehicle and we're going to stream from within it as we move vehicularly across the country. All right? October 8th. Okay? Get ready. Have we already announced that? Are we stuck on that date? Uh Uh-oh. Was I supposed to say that? Anyway, we're we're leaving in Lucas, October. Lucas, you know about as many deals as I do. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're trying to leave in October. Yeah, Oct- October. Yeah, uh, we'll be gone like a full month. Uh, it's either the eighth yeah. or the ninth. It's Thursday or Friday. Yeah, you know. And if they, I'm assuming if you guys leave on Friday, you may or may not stream too much on the first day. Like I, you're going to be in California still. Yeah, I gotta believe. Yeah. Yeah. Might take a, a, a day or two to get in position. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, keep uh, keep your eyes and ears peeled. Keep your eyes peeled. Keep your ears open for more info on that. Yeah. Coming right up. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So anyway, that's pretty much everything that's going on. Uh, don't forget every $500 we raise here at Hyper RPG, we are giving away a slot into our clubhouse. That is a uh, off-screen hangout with... Anybody you choose here at Hyper RPG doing fun, cool stuff at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and tip any amount at all, <laughs> just if you love Hyper and you want to keep this train moving. Any dollar here and there really, really helps us. Moving and grooving. Continue to create. Yeah. You were yeah, away for that. a second? Well, sorry, Tiny Chris Games. Looks like you missed out. Looks like, uh, yeah, looks like no Hypercast for you. Yeah, sorry, Tiny Chris. Show. Yeah. Sorry, Peace. you missed out. Anyway, bye. that was it. All right, bye, see guys. you guys. Bye. How, uh, Slash. How... How more? How much more proud could you be? Like, Just and kidding, we're, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, hi, we're back. You didn't miss out on anything. We're just going over the schedule stuff that we're doing the rest of the week. Uh, we briefly touched on the uh, road trip, and that's that's kind of it. I think we just finished the schedule. That was it. Yeah. That was the sketch. We'll that's play Warhammer sketch. on Thursday. Yeah, we'll do fun stuff on Friday. <laughs> it's you know. You know what's going on. You know what's going on. Look, if you're you're if you're on Discord, you get the updates. Yeah. Um, you know, there's stuff being posted in there almost every day about what we're doing in terms of our schedule, new stuff, new shows, all that sort of stuff. So if you're on Discord, you more or less have the four, same 411 that we just spilled out to the chat room. So you're good. You're golden. Uh, we're going to talk about some couple fun things. Uh, well, I guess maybe not so fun for. How for fun is this to you? <laughs> <laughs> Supergirl is ending after season six. Yeah. Oh. I actually, so I, I'm not fully caught up on all six seasons. I think I've watched the first, all the way through, I've watched the first two or th- three. Actually, maybe four, because Lex Luthor's on the show now. And I've seen John Cryer on the show. Um, I was very surprised to actually find out that this show was ending at season six, because Arrow just ended after eight seasons, mm-hmm. and it felt like it took forever for that show to end. Yeah, that show's been on for a while. I think it, well, eight seasons, eight years, so it came out, like, what, 2012, 2013? It's been around for a really, really long time. Yeah. And uh, it's crazy to me that we're already at season six of Supergirl. I feel like it just started in some ways. Yeah, and it started. It started on CBS for one season. It didn't have high enough ratings to justify keeping it there. Yeah, so they ended up moving it from CBS to the CW, where it was made for cheaper because they moved the whole production to Canada. They end up losing one of their main actors, Calista Flockhart, because of that. Um, but I do feel like it allowed it. It allowed itself to have so many opportunities to expand the DC universe on television. Because now we've kind of made, in some ways, Superman and his whole world a part of the Flash and Arrow and all these other things that they've done. 
And because of that, and because of the popularity, um, they're doing a Superman and Lois TV show. Yeah. So I think that even though this show is going away, and I, I'm sure it's also happening for personal reasons, uh, I know that Melissa Benoist was pregnant or is pregnant. I don't know if she's had her baby. I don't keep up with that kind of stuff. Um, so I'm sure motherhood has something to do with it as well. Right. Which totally makes sense because I think like if majority of your family lives in the United States and the only thing that's keeping you in Canada is work. Yeah. If you're a working actor like that, you can find other stuff. other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. To kind um, of uproot your life into another country. I've never seen a single episode of Supergirl. Mm-hmm. And that's like my own fault because I want to. Yeah. I It was about the time that this show came on that I stopped watching CW stuff. Gotcha. And I think that was a... Um, access thing for me mm-hmm. is it is this on hulu uh, they, do have hulu they now. were on hulu i don't know if they are anymore i yeah. think they've moved it all over to hbo or dc universe had it yeah. so i don't know where they're actually putting these shows now yeah i uh i've heard good things i've wanted to watch this it kind of sucks that it's ending but it's <clears throat> i mean it's not going to stop me from watching right. it, you it know? it'll I still can, be I can out still, there yeah go see this yeah and i mean i think like in general all oh so supergirl's on netflix uh, gotcha. I think in general, all of the shows that th- th- the CW does, they're okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think any of them are like incredible. Uh, I thought season, f- actually, I will say season one of The Flash I was, was very the Flash. good. It was about the time that that show started going downhill that I dropped off. Yeah. Yeah. And I think around like season three, I was like, this is not very good. Yeah. Once we got into season two, it was still okay. Mm-hmm. But then uh, by season three, I'm like, we are really just like rinse and repeating mm-hmm. this formula. Yeah, got really repetitive. Yeah. And it just like didn't really do it for me anymore. So, yeah, I I, I think my the thing that I like the most about these shows, especially with a character like Supergirl, the last time we saw Supergirl in live action is we saw little bits of her in Smallville, but she wasn't really Supergirl yet. She was still Kara before she put on the suit, kind of like Superman. Uh, Before that, I think, honestly, the last time we saw Supergirl in live action was probably in the movie in 1984. Really? Which is so long ago. I guess, yeah. It's kind of insane. Helen Slater played her. Uh, Because in Lois and Clark, as far as I remember, we never had a Supergirl on that show. So I think it was a really great opportunity to bring in this character and to finally give Supergirl some sort of like live action existence in mm. the world. Because I think, again, we needed a, we need a character like Superman to exist in, in more than just comic books. And if the movie studio is busy making movies, then I think it's totally appropriate for the TV to say like, well, okay, well, we still want a Superman centric thing yeah let's let's play in the world of the all the other superman characters sure and i think supergirl was a perfect response to that and because of supergirl even though the the ratings were not something incredible the success of the show whether it's like through social media or just the general hype it introduced us to you know martian manhunter to a new lex Luthor, to his sister to Superman himself. Like, mm-hmm. we would have not had Tyler Hecklin Superman without Supergirl, Lois Lane, all these things. So, and we also got Batwoman because of it. So I think, like, this show, even though it didn't have, like, the greatest ratings, it opened up a lot of opportunity just for the universe. Right. Uh, yeah, Supergirl was in Smallville, but she didn't have the suit. She was kind of like Superman. They, they were, had no costumes. So, yeah, but she shows up. I think the first time she shows up is in season... I think it's five or six and then she's a regular <clears throat> cast member through season seven and then she ends up kind of like coming in and out of the show through random episodes but i think it's super cool that the show even got to have six seasons yeah and the success of that has really made greg berlanti a powerhouse producer at warner brothers because of him we've had arrow flash supergirl black lightning titans yeah doom patrol he's doing green lantern show on hbo max he's also doing superman and lois uh and he's obviously done other like also not superhero related stuff like sabrina on Netflix. yeah um which i really really like sabrina yeah i, I like that show a lot yeah, i didn't get a chance um, to see it yet i haven't seen all of the second season gotcha uh, but i really like the first season it was, it was a good it was a good time yeah uh it was it was kind of what i wanted um 
what was that one? Riverdale. It was more of like the tone that I wanted out of Riverdale, or like this, like the supernatural. Like they didn't really bring that into Riverdale until later, which was yeah. dumb. Yeah. Um, they should have, you know, it should have been more of like an afterlife with Archie mm-hmm. uh, show, I think, because yeah. the tone was there, but like the actual supernatural element was not. Uh, but interesting. Adventures of Sabrina had that. Interesting. Uh, so I liked it, but yeah, I mean, uh, what a um, yeah, Berlanti is. Just a very busy person, it seems. Yeah. He's got over, like, 20 shows spread across several networks. Yeah. Um, but, I, I mean, again, <clears throat> I think it's a bummer that the show's ending. I understand that probably from a business perspective and also, like, people's personal lives, like, they have other things that they want to go do. Yeah. I just think it's really cool that this show was able to give us an opportunity to see so many cool DC characters show up on the big on television mm-hmm. like the Martian man so Martian man manhunters on the show mm-hmm. and for the first half of the first season you think he's another character and they don't ever hint towards it at all that's amazing and then there's one scene that he has with uh, supergirl's sister where he reveals himself to be Martian manhunter and it was like one of the most mind-blowing moments of a show. Yeah. Especially for comic book people, because Martian Manhunter's a really cool character. Yeah. But on a TV budget, you wonder, like, how the hell do you do this? Yeah. And they work around it a lot where the actor is not Martian, because he can shapeshift. So he's always, like, shapeshifted into his human form as John mm-hmm. Jones. Um, so they kind of get around that whole, like, production, you know, boundary. But when he shows up as Martian Manhunter, I'm like, these actually looks pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, so I think it's cool that the show has been able to like spawn all these things and given us crossovers that can, you know, kind of reach for the stars, no pun intended, yeah. and give us all these amazing characters. And we're gonna get a new Superman show out of it, which we haven't had since Smallville. Which I know to some people it's like that just feels like yesterday. That show premiered 20 years ago. Almost. Yeah. It's been a long time. I mean, that shit was on when I was in high school. <laughs> yeah, it lasted a long time. It did last 10... I think it's still, like, the longest-running superhero show, I think. Yeah. It's, it was 10 seasons long, Ooh. which is crazy. And then I got an 11th season in the comic book, uh, in comic book form. So I, I think... I could be wrong, but I think it's the longest-running superhero show uh, to date. But, yeah, so, you know, it's... Uh, it's. I think for a lot of fans of the show, it's going to be a bummer to see the show end. But I would hope that because we have Superman and Lois kind of filling in those shoes, we can see John Cryer come back as Lex Luthor. We can see all these other characters kind of like show up and do more big fun crossover stuff. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Melissa Benoist return yeah. in some crossover event maybe once a year. Yeah, I, I feel like for someone like her, uh, I think it's always maybe an interesting situation when someone like her who's a very established actress with like a lot of good roles mm-hmm. under her belt uh, going to a like kind of smaller network show, yeah. I feel like she might feel cornered and and probably just want to do other stuff. Right, now. like this is a serious actress mm-hmm. where, who probably wants to work on other things and is kind of like very busy with this right. one property. Right, right, yeah. Because I mean, these shows they take up all of your time, mm-hmm. all of your time, and we've heard all the horror stories coming off of some of these sets how like actors have had to drive themselves home mm-hmm. or you know back to the whatever house they're they're renting in or staying in when they're out doing these shoots in these different countries um yeah so i think at a certain point i mean it's it's like acting is like it's not like every other job but in some regards it is like every other job yeah you know at a certain point you want to leave that job clock in clock out kind of thing yeah, yeah you want to leave and you want to pursue other things and i'm sure it's also you know difficult when like you know there's a lot on your shoulders when you're the lead of the show yeah you know you're not the necessarily the boss but you're the person that everyone kind of looks to to be like, well, if you're not into this, then like we shouldn't do it anymore. Yeah. Uh, so there is a lot of pressure in that regard on on actors who who headline these sorts of like big temple TV shows. Mm-hmm. So I I get the pressure. I get it. Yeah, that's the pressure, man. Uh, what the hell does Danger Mouse mean? Yeah, I was trying to look up what they're talking about. Somebody just making making stuff. Am I am I like he- heading into spoiler territory with the show or something? I'm not fully caught up, so I feel like chat room knows more spoilers about Supergirl than I do. Um, Danger Mouse is a British animated television series from 1981, or a 2015 TV series, or a musician born in 1977. Oh, is it like a is it like a superhero show? Oh, it's a cartoon. 
Okay. Yeah. Looks like it. What does that have to do with Supergirl? I don't know. I'm trying to like figure out the connection here. Chat room, help me. Um, help me. Courageous cat, who remembers? <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, what else? Uh, Tom Cruise is going to the United Tom, States of space. Tom Cruise is going to space. Uh, uh, yikes. I love this part from the article. Um, oh. Danger Mouse is a superhero? Yeah. Danger Mouse is based off of Superman. Oh, they're saying that Danger Mouse was the longest running superhero show. I've never heard of it. Well, it's it says 10 seasons. Same amount of time as Smallville. Yeah. So you're wrong. Wrong. They they are tied, I guess. Uh, I love this part from the article. The film, still untitled, was pitched to Universal via an exuberant Zoom call with Cruz, Lyman, and Christopher McQuarrie. Jesus. Exuberant Zoom call. That's uh, that's insane to me. I mean, sounds about right. Look, I. So like I love Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. I think it's such a brilliant movie. Yeah. That so many people never saw. It was one of my favorite movies that year. It was so good. And I don't put any of that blame on viewers. I 100% put that blame on Warner Brothers marketing. The marketing was terrible. Marketing was horrible for this movie. There like were name changes uh, and the the trailer had like almost no reveal of what the actual <clears throat> premise was. No. It was just a generic action trailer. Yeah. Uh, I don't even think the trailer had like aliens in it. I don't think so. It, the it only, was weird, dude. Yeah, the only reason that I even end up seeing the movie one because I like Tom Cruise as an action star, mm -hmm. and um, what was the other thing that was like really intriguing about it? I think it was just him and Emily Blunt that I was like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm I'm on board. And then we end up seeing the movie, and I'm like, this movie's awesome. It's no dope. one's gonna see it though because it's such an not, awesome concept. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, oh man, well shit, that sucks. Like no one's gonna no one's gonna see this thing. Yeah. And yeah, it like it was called Edge of Tomorrow, then it was called Live Die Repeat. Mm -hmm. Uh I think the original I think it's based on an anime? It's based on or a manga? manga, I think. Yeah, which I believe is called um Oh god, what's the original manga? All you need called? is kill. All you need is kill. Yeah. And like they didn't want to call it that, which I'm like, okay, I, I guess. But Edge of Tomorrow, I'm like Okay, I understand in the context of the movie how that title makes sense. Yeah. But then Live, Die, Repeat, I'm like, all right, we don't need to le lean that heavily into it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, th I thought the movie was great. I really, really liked D Doug Lyman. Yeah. Uh, I was excited when he came on board, you know, different projects throughout the last few years, including Gambit. I really thought that Doug Lyman could do something fun. I really was hoping that he would do Justice League Dark. That never came to fruition. So I've really just kind of been waiting for this guy to to do something. And he's done a couple of movies since. I know he did American Made, which I hadn't seen. I've heard kind of mixed things about it. But I, I really did like Born Identity. I like Mr. and Mrs. Smith. You know, so many things that he's been involved with, I've really, really enjoyed, whether it's producing or directing or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I'm stoked so, about this. So this is a project um, that uh, basically Tom Cruise, uh, Doug um, Lyman, and um, several others pitched, uh, and they're they're working with Elon Musk and NASA so uh, to crazy. go to space. Uh, and this is for a, I'm guessing for scenes of a movie. I don't know if it's going to be like a full movie shot in space. Yeah, there's like almost no details about this, uh, but. Uh, piloted by Commander Michael Lopez Alegria, uh, the um, the Axiom space station has confirmed that this is a tourist mission in October 2021 with Cruz and Lyman on board. Kind of kind of wild. It's nuts. Yeah, it's nuts. Like I'm waiting, I'm waiting for the point where like in 10 years from now. Tom Cruise says he wants to make a movie on Mars. Yeah. And he's the crazy person who gets us there. And yeah. I'm like, what? What? We're really going to make a movie called The Martian. It's going to be a documentary right. about the death of Tom Cruise. Um, I'm very intrigued by this. Like, I I don't know how... I, I, I'm very curious to know how long until we can like do something like this on a regular basis i feel like we'll be old and nearly dead when that happens mm -hmm. um i'm intrigued for sure I, I just i don't know man this this dude just like he he will do anything to push the limit of what a human being can do i think this is good for like space travel stuff too because 
what I'm seeing so far is this this movie is a budget of 200 million, and that's yeah. not out of the court. That's not even a that's huge what budget. Costs. Yeah, that's what Tenet costs. Uh, so they're going to space for like pretty affordable amounts of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like I I don't know the um the private and like just any space travel at all it always excites me. Yeah. There's like there's so much more ground we have to cover. Um, <clears throat> right now the producers listed on the project are obviously Tom Cruise, executive producer Tommy Harper, who's done uh, all three Star Trek reboot movies, The Force Awakens. He works with J.J. Abrams, uh, Doug Liman, Christopher McQuarrie, who <clears throat> Jack Reacher. Mission Impossible Fallout. He's doing the next two Mission Impossible movies. Uh, Elon He's got Musk, obviously. A great relationship with Tom Cruise. He this does. Is Tom Cruise and his buddies. Yeah, yeah. Christopher McQuarrie and him have had a really good working relationship. Um, so, yeah, I mean, good on them, I guess. Like, it's yeah. going to be. I'm. I'm I am interested to see if it's going to like how much of a sequence is it going to be. Right. Is is that is it going to be like a low, not low budget. But is the the rest of the movie that kind of like surrounds it or bookends that mm-hmm. sequence is going to be very low budget? My thinking, just so they can even get him to is space. This, this is sort of a marketing stunt in that yes, I think most of the movie, uh, like you wouldn't even be able to tell that they were actually in space, yeah. except that we just know that because of like the trailers, right, and, right, uh, or like you know the marketing around a lot of the Mission Impossible stunts that he actually does. It's mm-hmm. like we don't even know, you know, with the way that computer generation, computer generated stuff, and the way that stunt workers are, and the way with just like editing techniques, we don't know that a lot of these are actually real stunts, except mm-hmm. that they're telling us that they are. Right. So I think that they're going to use that sort of as a, a marketing gimmick of like, hey, we actually went to space for this scene uh, because I want to see that movie. I want to see a movie and see how they made the scene in space. Right. Uh, So I I, I would assume, yes, that it's a sequence uh, surrounding a scene in space. Look at this crazy shit. So this is them prepping for this stunt for Mission Impossible 7. This just happened Yeah. like two, three weeks ago. I remember seeing a headline about this, but I didn't watch it. It's crazy. Yeah, the stuff that they do is just like... Like, hey, I know. love Mission Impossible. I love Mission Impossible. This man's going to die. You know, like... <laughs> this I, guy has a death wish. I'm like, look I at love that drone. so much. That drone is crazy. Yeah, like, I love these movies. I think they're so fun. Uh, I think this man is an absolute nutcase. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, okay, I will say, if if I were in Tom Cruise's position and I had so much money that I wouldn't even know what to do with it. Yeah. And I had such a prolific film career where like Tom Cruise can almost make anything he wants. Yeah. Still. And that you can't say that about every actor in Hollywood. Yeah. Like even somebody like Will Smith still like, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, but Tom Cruise is like one of those very few actors out there who can almost do anything. Well, so the fact that he's like doing this, I'm like, dude, that's yeah. And part of the part what of the, studio said yes to this? Yeah, and part of the like amazing action sequences and charm of Mission Impossible is that it's just real people doing real stunts. Yeah, and it just, it looks so much better. And they they yeah. put so much work and planning into the, like the camera work and, they and do. the choreography of those scenes. Oh yeah, and I think like that to me is like what's super impressive is like oh this is the actual stunt right here. So oh, that yes. was a let's test run. It. Let's see it. So that was a test run. So this oh is from God. the Today Show. He's in a oh, sorry. Let me he's see if I can like, scroll. Oh, my God. So, yeah. So he's got that parachute attached to him. Oh, my God, dude. He's not wearing a wire. He's just on a parachute. Yeah. So this is the real stunt for the movie. Yeah. Dun, dun, There's dun, so much dun, that could dun, go wrong. Dun, 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 There's just doo-doo. so much that could go wrong. Doo-doo. And that's why you hire like stunt doo-doo. performers. Doo-doo. Like he could have just, you know, oops, fell over off the side of this ramp while I was riding this motorcycle. Or, you know, he, his foot could have slipped while he was you crazy. Know, he's maybe shifting gears. His foot slips and he just falls off the ramp yeah. and dies. I, I also wonder, like, when they do these sorts of stunts, like, we saw that there was a helicopter following him, right? So mm-hmm. it's like a tracking shot or yeah, whatever. It's got the camera on it. But I wonder if there were any other. You would have. You would imagine if you're gonna. They're gonna get as much coverage as, as they much can. coverage yeah. as they can, and like just in case, super tight lenses so you can see Tom Cruise actually doing the stunt. Yeah. Because what if that helicopter has some sort of malfunction? It's like, oh, we didn't mm. forgot to press record. Yeah. You know, so, like some oh shit like God. that, or like you know, the camera went out, or I, you know, a weird gust of wind came in and I got thrown yeah. off. 
I mean, um, the, like the Halo jump stunt that he does in Mission Impossible Fallout is also insane. Mm-hmm. That he does with Henry Cavill. Yeah. Or sorry, it's not Henry Cavill. Tom Cruise wouldn't let him do it. The, uh, yeah, that that scene is amazing. Yeah, it's very very cool. But yeah, I mean, we saw some of the other things that he's done. You know, he's held onto the side of a plane, mm-hmm. being strapped in, and and they literally said like Tom. <laughs> No, and he was yeah. like, "Yes, I want to do it." And I'm like, "You're fucking crazy, dude." Yeah. Um, I don't know, but I feel like if I had that opportunity, because we 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 hear a lot about when movies are being made and how actors like they always talk about how they want to perform their own stunts, but like they can't. If I was in this position and I could, I probably would also do it. Yeah, I don't know if I'd do something like this. Yeah. But I would want to do as much as I could. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a degree of, like, I'd do that. Like, you know, riding a dirt bike and I'm on a wire and I land on a net. That sounds dope. Yeah. But, like, that's another level of, like, I'm going to – I have to time this perfectly in every way or else I'm going to die. Right. Uh, that That's maybe, like, a little too far for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I wonder also what those conversations are like with producers in the studio and, like, the stunt team. Yeah. Because even the stunt team is probably like, dude, I'm terrified to do this. Yeah. And I don't blame people for being mortified to like jump off a, you know, like ride off a cliff on a bike and then pull a parachute and pray yeah. that all goes well. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of nuts. But I, I really love the Mission Impossible movies, especially the newer ones. And Fallout was so good. And like, I was just actually rewatching a scene and it was a scene between... Uh, Rebecca Ferguson's character and Ethan Hunt where they're like in a courtyard and they like walk through some trees mm-hmm. and I hadn't realized this until I was re-watching that scene that like they use fun little camera tricks to even like film those two shots yeah because they have exposure for when the when those characters are walking on the like outdoor light and then the camera when they go in between the trees there's a second exposure mm-hmm. so it compensates for the darkness yeah and i never realized that those two shots were blended together from two different takes and not just someone stopping down right yeah um but yeah like there's all of these like little things in these christopher mccrory movies that you always like find and discover and he's also as a director an amazing person to follow on social media uh because he's always he's always got like i don't know so much great insight yeah did you see the thing i posted in slack yeah. to you um yeah you should show that it's from the uh john wick uh oh, yeah. john wick three when he's falling off the roof um it Let's was see. a combination of like blue screen stunt work uh and actual like actual footage wait so so this wait is a- keanu reeves stunt double for this movie was chad stahelski the yeah. director yeah huh oh wait Correction, Chad Stahelski is Reeves' former stunt double oh, and the director okay. of John Wick 3. The stunt doubles that, for the movie are credited. Is that in the yeah. comics? Or comments? Comments, yeah. It's like um, right underneath Yeah, right so there. you can see like it's it's two shots <clears throat> and then there's some just a small, small amount of actual like fake body, you know? Because that still doesn't look like it feels good. No. I'll tell you. Yeah, he slides into that carriage and then he jumps off and hits his body. Uh, yeah. Pretty crazy how they do all that stuff. Yeah, I remember seeing this. Uh, I remember seeing that. Yeah, it was in the movie when we saw it in IMAX, and I was like, "Ooh!" Yeah. Anytime those sorts of stuff uh, stunts happen, uh, I'm always super, super intrigued to find out like how did they do it? Yeah, right. S- stunts are when you successfully can like blend stunts. With not necessarily CG, but visual effects. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that, it's man. It's amazing. It's, it's, like, it's the combination of two really, really awesome arts coming together. Yeah. I love that. I, I totally agree. There's a uh, short film, or no, sorry, there's a movie called Lights Out that David Sandberg did. And there's a shot where Teresa Palmer, she I think she gets pushed off a second story or she might jump off. Uh, the stunt person does the jump off. And then Teresa Palmer does a separate take where they where she just like ends up like crashing down oh on a pad. Yeah. Um, but they just like merge they the merge shots it. together just by making yeah. a cut. And even though like it's not the most seamless perfect cut, you're still so just like invested in the movie right. that you don't really care. Yeah, it's only when you start like a lot of times you don't notice these little things that have been done until yeah. you see the process that went into it. Yeah. But that's the that's the whole goal. If they can if it can trick your mind and yep. suspend the disbelief, then you've done it. Yeah. So lots of times when I'm making like a dumb special effect, I'll have someone else look at it because I've been working on it for so long that I'm like, I can see the work that went into this. Yeah. So I know it looks fake. 
But if you ha if you can suspend s some other viewer's disbelief, uh, then then you've done the right thing. Yeah. Uh, which is it's it's definitely hard whenever you're the one working on it. Yeah. Because you just, you know what you did, and if you see what the if you see what the artist did, then you you're a little bit more like oh well, yeah, there's the imperfections. Yeah. One, well, I think that's like that's kind of been something that like for me. I, I pay attention to a lot of that stuff mm -hmm. only because I come from a visual effects background. So yeah. like my eyes are kind of trained for that level of nitpicking. Yeah. But I don't usually like bring it up to people, uh, especially when I'm watching the movie with them. Like I'm not interested in like breaking the the, yeah. the immersion of the movie I know, for like, people. When I watched um, 1917, I could not watch that movie without being like, okay, where did they cut? Where exactly. are the cuts? Where are the cuts? Birdman, they, same thing. They're so thing. well hidden, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I, I do my best to not ruin that for people. Mm -hmm. uh, because, like, I just, I, again, we talked about it yesterday, I think. We talked about how, like, you know, the, the, the movie magic and all that stuff. And I'm like, I don't want to ruin that immersion for people if they're just, like, fully into it. Yeah. Why would I, why would I do that? Uh, I don't want to. But I've definitely, like, learned to train myself to, when I see certain things I can look at and I'm like, yeah, you kind of just like, I don't know, you kind of like smoothed out the edges a little bit to make this all work together. And it mostly works. Mm -hmm. But because it like mostly works, I'm not going to go, you know, and just I'm not going to go trash it and be like, ah, this doesn't work for me because I can see the seams. Yeah. There's so many old movies that have visual effects that are like not up to our standards totally, for today. Totally. And I don't care. And I think it's just cool art. Like it's yeah. you figured out how to blend these two things together yep. and make us kind of believe that this very, very wild thing happened. Totally. Uh, it's just that's that's the art, man. It's cool. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally agree. And I think the that's why I get like really frustrated with people when they're like, oh, I can't watch old movies because they look old. Yeah. Like, yeah, dude. They don't have the technology of 2020 in Man. 1965. <laughs> yeah, everything that Kubrick shot in 2001 looks like models because they were models. <laughs> That's just how it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, it is it, it, it is what it is. I think, like, there's something to be learned and something to be appreciated. I look at Mandalorian. Because of things like rear screen and front screen projection, we have the volume. Yeah. In my opinion, the volume is just phase is, is like the next phase of what that stuff was. Mm -hmm. You know, in like green screen, and I love green screen. I think it's super flexible and pliable. But like, there's also something to really appreciate about the volume when you have real, real looking environments that people can interact with mm -hmm. that creates dynamic lighting in a scene. Yeah, it's without having to add stuff in after the fact. Much preferred for the actor too to. Oh, totally. You know, feel like you're in the scene. Somewhat. I think honestly. I think if the Star Wars prequels had the volume at that time, those movies would have been better. Oh, yeah. Only because I think the actors would have actually been able to, like, act against things that were really there. Yeah. And not pretend. I still, I I mostly love those movies. Me too. Uh, I think it's just, it's really, really awful dialogue. And yeah. that's, that's what pulls me out sometimes. But yeah. otherwise, they're, they're fun little movies. And I have a nostalgic love for them. Totally. I still think episode two is the worst one. Oh. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. It's, uh, it's a pretty bad movie. <laughs> but I love it. It's, it's pretty Can't rough. Can't tell me not to. I think that's the thing, too, is like my brother, he's, he's like five years. Wait, you're 28? Mm -hmm. Okay, so he's about eight years younger than you still. Um... He loves those movies. Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah, you know, whatever. They're not perfect. I get it. And it's like, yeah, dude, they don't have to be. Yeah, I was like six when The Phantom Menace came out. You damn. Goddamn right. I love that movie. Damn. I was a I was 12. I forget. Yeah. Yeah, I was 12. And I loved it. I loved it so much. It yeah. was so great. And I was like, Jar Jar Binks needs a fucking Oscar. This is the funniest <laughs> motherfucker on the planet. Liam Neeson actually talked about, which I thought was funny. He talked about how he thought uh, Ahmed Best was going to be the next Eddie Murphy. In terms oh, really? Of, like, comedy, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Speaking of uh, Eddie Murphy, I just was looking through uh, my emails that I get, and they're releasing Coming to America in 4K. I love that. Have you ever seen that movie? I love that movie. So, so good. good. I don't like John Landis. But I like Coming to America. Oh, I didn't know that was John Landis. Yeah, it's John Landis, unfortunately. That's a good movie. It's a great movie. And they're also putting Beverly Hills Cop, uh, the original, in 4K, which uh, if you haven't seen that. Oh, I've seen that movie. I love I haven't seen movies. that movie in so long now. They released a Blu-ray set last year that had all three restored. 
and a year later they're putting out this like new 4k version and i'm like why didn't you just put them all out in 4k there is another coming to america coming out yeah i forget the name of the director but it's gonna have all the original cast members that are gonna be coming back uh, I'm I, I'm looking forward to it. I hope it's good. Yeah. I think the first one is so fucking funny. Uh, yeah. It's also, it's kind of like, it's of its time. Uh, totally. So, so I'm like, how, what, what are you going to do? Yeah, what and, are you, what you, know, are you doing? I'm sure there's ways and smart people are working on it. I think uh, it's so weird when some of these movies <clears> get <throat> these sequels that you like kind of don't expect to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wonder just like, yeah, how do you make it work after a movie that came out 32 years ago? Yeah. Or 33 years ago at this point. Like, I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know how, how you can tell that story again and make it like as charming as the first one yeah. was. I'll ne- like some of the favorite moments are in the barbershop. Yeah. You know, and like those moments are great. If you do that again, is that just going to kind of feel like this? You know, rinse and repeat. Cheap, yeah. Are those characters even going to be technically alive in that world because they were old? Like, I don't right. know. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, yeah. Yeah. What else? What else is there? Um, Should we just watch this trailer for Wandavision? I mean, I haven't seen it. I'd love to see I it. I haven't either. I say we just watch it and we suffer the consequences of a DMCA strike. <sighs> Do you think we'll have one? No. I don't think so. But. Who knows? We'll find out. The we music, got that music. The music's in the background. I guess I'll go turn it down real quick. Okay, I'll sit here and watch this thing. <laughs> I'll watch this static image. The Okay, so you're saying it's a weird trailer, but you're intrigued? As, so have you all seen this trailer? Because I was waiting. I never really watch trailers because I'm like, well, we might need to watch this at work. You saw this after Lovecraft Country? Okay, well, I don't want to read I'm it and watch the, the chat. I'm kind of the same way. Like, I purposely don't watch trailers because I don't know when the hell we're going to watch them. Right. But we'll find out. Heavenly shades of night are falling. It's twilight time. Wonder and vision. Oh, we have five pairs. Now, I want us to fit in. Where did you two move from? How long have you been married? And why don't you have children yet? Our story. I think what my wife means to say is that we moved from... Moved from where? Married when? Damn it, why? Oh, Arthur, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. No. Why would you think that? Because you are. (laughs) We are an unusual couple, you know. Oh, I don't think that was ever in question. Fantastic. Interesting. I'm into it. I'm really trying to wrap my head around how they're going to tell the story. I'm into it. It looks, yeah, it looks really interesting. Uh, and like, who the heck knows what even to make of that? Yeah. You know? Because again, Vision, as you like, no uh, spoiler, I guess, for a two year old movie, Vision is dead. Yeah. Uh, he had the stone ripped out of his android being mm-hmm. uh, when Thanos came and took over and collected all the stones. So, yeah, the fact that like, the fact that Jarvis becomes aware of the fact that he's dead in the show mm-hmm. makes me wonder if Wanda is in some way, way or form or fashion has tapped into some she's wavelength. She's communicating with him somehow. Where she's like communicating with Jarvis in some way. Yeah. And like their, their uh, I don't know, like their minds are not necessarily merging together, but yeah. they're connected through like some frequency. Um, that's very interesting. I'm very curious to see how that whole thing plays out. Yeah. And I know that they've teased a lot from Tom King's run of, uh, I think it's, I think it's called vision, the vision. Yeah. Uh, a lot from that comic book. Do, Do we have a release date on that? 
they didn't specify a release date, but this did get moved up in place of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. So I think it's probably going to show up in December gotcha. of this year. So it's not too far off. Um, um, yeah, I'm really intrigued by the premise. Like, what is this like link that they're going to have be? Yeah. And is that going to be enough to bring Vision back? Like, resurrect him completely? Or will he just kind of exist as this, like, AI construct? Mm-hmm. Almost reverting back to Jarvis, basically. What I'm hoping happens in some manner is I hope that this TV show sets some precedent that affects a movie. I, yeah. I don't think we've seen that yet. It will... I assume it will because Wanda will be in the Doctor Strange sequel. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that whatever events occur in this show will have a rippling effect for what happens with that character in the movie. Yeah. Because I think it would also be extremely wasteful in some regard. If it doesn't. If it, they didn't. Yeah. If they made a whole show, for, uh, you know, revolving around Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany. But then when you go see the movie, it's like, oh, the events of WandaVision had no effect on the character. Yeah. Then, like, why did they spend $150 million to make a TV show out of right. it? Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to see how it connects to Doctor Strange 2. And who knows, like, if, uh, if stuff kind of, like, pans out, maybe we'll see Vision in Doctor Strange 2. That could be really cool mm-hmm. in some form or fashion. Yeah, there's, like, a lot of potential. It actually also makes me excited because Sam Raimi is directing that Ooh. Doctor Strange movie. So oh I, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so man, I, it's been a while since I heard anything about that movie. Yeah, so I think there's gonna be a lot of opportunity to maybe play with like multiverse, multiple dimensions, mm-hmm. a lot of horror elements. So I'm excited to see what comes of that. Yeah, and I think like if the story carries over from one division, at least her story, and I'm not saying it has to be referenced in every part of the movie, but I think like wherever she ends up at the end of the show the movie should kind of like pick up all those pieces and run with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm excited to see kind of where that goes and what comes of it. I but agree. Yeah. It's going to be really, really cool. Glad we watched that. That's quite cool. Yeah. I, I'm, I know that they delayed Falcon and the winter soldier because they're still shooting. Mm-hmm. This show looks like it was primarily shot on like sound stages Yeah, and maybe not sound stages, but just mostly in like homes that have been made up to look like the 50s and all these other eras. Whereas I know Falcon and Winter Soldier has been all over the world. Yeah, They've been in like Croatia. They've been in Prague. They've been in, uh, I think they've even been to, um, what's it called? What's the country that we went in, went to that you didn't come with us with? Hungary. Uh, Hungary. Yeah, I think they've like shot all over Europe. Yeah. So they've had to sort of like change up their, their production schedule because of that. Um, but this show looks like it's got very specific locations that I think they have a little bit more control over. And it's not, it, most likely they ended up shooting all the stuff way before, too. So, yeah, you know, that is what it is. But it's cool-looking trailer. I can't wait to see the show. Yeah, I'm stoked. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Well, it's about that time. It's about that time. Guys, coming up next, we're doing a second draft reading of Halloween. You love it. It's me. You of know course the movie. I'm, of course I'm going to pick this. Don't be surprised. Nothing should surprise you about that. Right. Uh, and if uh, if everybody's gone during Halloween and there's no script read-throughs happening, then I'm going to get my script in before they leave. That's right. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Second Draft of Halloween. Bye, guys. <laughs> 